the value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. Welcome to this 91 Investment Views 2023 podcast. John Stopford is Head of Multi-Asset Income at 91 in London. Now, John, it's our job to have a look back at 2022. And it's been quite an extraordinary year in that most asset classes have gone down. Sometimes you get bonds going up and equities going down and vice versa, and asset classes sort of juxtaposing within themselves. But this year, everything's gone down. Do you think that can continue in 2023 or will normality be resumed? So you're absolutely right. This year, markets have been extremely highly correlated. And actually, the falls in bond markets, I think, at least on a risk adjusted basis, and potentially in some cases, in absolute terms, have been more spectacular than equities. But they have a common driver. And the common driver is essentially the removal of cheap money, which has caused a repricing of all asset classes. And so, Maybe it's not so surprising that correlations have all been highly positive. Our sense is that we will get some greater differentiation in asset performance in 2023. And really, that's because I think we're likely to fall into a global recession. And in those circumstances, we may end up with interest rates beginning to fall, but also earnings beginning to fall. And typically, The former should at least tactically support bond markets, particularly government bond markets, whereas the latter, I think, potentially will continue to undermine equity markets. Okay, so we've had a year where most asset classes of any significance have fallen in synchronicity. How then have you managed to protect returns? Has your attitude been, okay, first preserve capital and let's see if we can get returns after that or what? How have you approached it? I mean, broadly, yes, we've tried to strike a balance between protecting the downside, but also looking for opportunities to generate returns. And the latter has been tricky. I think in retrospect, we should have put more emphasis on defence. So we had been essentially very cautiously positioned this year. We've been running very little in terms of net equity exposure, typically somewhere between high single digit and sort of mid-teen percentage exposure, very little credit exposure, so high yield in sort of low, mid to low single digit exposure, and very little duration up until fairly recently. So interest rate risk of a year or so for much of this year. And that's helped, I think. But in retrospect, you know, we should have just held cash given, as you say, how correlated everything has been. And one of the things that has been very unusual in 2022 has been the demise of the bond market, because the bond markets worldwide, and certainly developed world bond markets, have been in a bull market for, I don't know how long it is, actually, three, four decades, and suddenly that bull market was broken this year. So a safe haven was removed from the portfolio. How does that work in a strategy? Because that defensive quality has suddenly been removed. The rug has been pulled from defensive investors. Well, I think it's important to try and understand always what is driving markets and what's driving relationships between markets. So I think you're right, the sort of classic balanced portfolio has been heavily reliant on two things. One is bonds tending to have a negative correlation with equities, and the other is bonds generating positive returns. And so that combination has protected and helped the performance of balanced funds over the last 40 years. We're now potentially in a different environment. You need to think about 
is the risk that we're going to have more permanently higher or positive correlations between bonds and equities. And I think if inflation becomes more volatile, that's definitely a risk because it affects the valuations of all asset classes. And then are you also going to have a less of a tailwind or more of a headwind if interest rates on average tend to be higher in the future than they've been in the past? So for us, I think you need to understand what's going on at any moment in time. We think there'll be tactical opportunities to own bonds, but we're less convinced that it's a strategic allocation, particularly government bonds. But also, you then need to think about other ways of providing protection. And for us, it's essentially running less exposure to assets generally or risky assets, looking to run less net equity, less duration as we've done this year, but then look for opportunities to pick up cheap, resilient income generating securities that have basically been hit by the sell-off in everything, but actually offer good, resilient cash flows looking forward and good returns. And speaking of looking forward, that leads me neatly into my last question, because although 2022 to 2023 is a mere number click on the calendar, you must be looking forward to next year and saying, OK, let's put this period behind us. Things are changing. And all the surprises of 2022 are already accounted for. What about 2023? How are you going to approach it? Well, I think initially we're going to remain somewhat cautious in terms of overall risk. As I said, the main concern we have is all of the policy tightening that's going on now will cause a recession next year. And that's going to hit more cyclical asset classes, riskier asset classes like equities. But it may also begin to sow the seeds for a peak in the interest rate cycle, lower yields on defensive assets or more defensive assets, at least temporarily. But also, I think you've seen a wholesale sell-off in everything. And typically, that means there are bargains to be had. There are, there are assets that are cheap, that offer good income sources, but not necessarily the level of uncertainty and are potentially more defensive in a, an economic downturn. And so we're looking at some of those. So we think, for example, certain government bond markets, particularly government bond markets where recession risks are maybe underpriced, places like Australia, Canada and New Zealand, some parts of emerging market, local government bonds as well, hedge back to hard currency. So they're removing the currency risk. We think there they're well ahead of a lot of developed markets in terms of the rate cycle. Parts of the sort of quality end of the corporate bond market where you're earning recessionary type spreads already, but actually you've got strong balance sheets that are relatively healthy and where funding needs are not high. And then within equities, there are definitely some businesses that are growing their earnings and passing on higher prices relatively successfully, particularly in some of the staples areas. And we think they can continue to generate decent returns and are not too expensive. John, thanks so much for your investment views. That's John Stopford, who is the head of multi-asset income at 91 in London. This podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider.